Hi, this is Mike. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral Podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Core community. It is episode 152, and it's been a very long time since yeah. we did episode 151. In fact, I just looked it up, Mike, it, September last year, September 2020. How bad are we? I think we should sit on the naughty seat. What do you reckon? Uh, I think we should. It doesn't yeah. seem that long, but equally it seems longer. <laughs> yeah, you always from me when you say stuff like that. Is it a long time, isn't it? A long time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think, well, 2020 doesn't really exist as a year, does it? It was just like right. a, a calendar event that just came and went. Um, Russ can't be with us today. He's got other things he's got to do, but we'll hopefully get him on the podcast very, very soon as we hopefully he says fingers crossed um increase the momentum and do do this a little bit more regularly right right yeah. that's the plan yeah. right yeah of course <laughs> anyway how have you been uh good covid aside it's well everything just ticks along nicely i'm lucky that i'm in a job so i carry on doing that mm. i not really travel anywhere as you know i like traveling but mm. we just see Everything. Uh, the one thing I would say, though, is that other than Christina's um, Twitch stream, I have started, obviously, tuning into your stream that you do as well. All right. OK. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for your support. No, and that's, that's keeping me going and keeping me entertained. It's, it's very good. <laughs> Keep my antics keeping you entertained. All right. Well, I guess that's one thing, I suppose. Yeah. Keeping all of the, the screams and the weird hats and so forth, yeah. as well as the gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. How are you? Uh, yeah, pretty much the same as you, really. I mean, I'm lucky to have a job. Um, I've had my vaccinations now, obviously. Oh, yeah, I've had uh, both. Yeah. yeah. So, trying to keep busy at home. I'm away in a couple of weeks' time. Me, my wife and I are going away to near Penrith. So, we, we've got a place up there that we're going to go to and get away from it all. Cool. Um, I say my, my, my work's keeping me busy. When I'm not doing that, I'm doing some gaming. I started my Twitch channel actually quite a long time ago, but it's uh, it's only more recently that I've actually got anybody bothering to watch it. So mm-hmm. um, that's quite fun. You know, I do that three or four times a week, just playing some games and, and yeah, that's, I, I quite enjoy that. Uh, I've still got a very long Netflix <laughs> watch list, yeah, <laughs> which is not being watched. Um, I keep adding more streaming services onto it. So I've like Disney and even got, got the go the sky go. So yeah, just loads and loads of kind of stuff. Of course, like you, what we're not doing is we're getting, not getting to shows. Mm. Uh, and I know we mentioned this all those months ago in the last podcast, we're still doing the karaoke once a week. So that's gone for well over a year now. Um, that's the, the coil of karaoke we do every Saturday. So, that's part of our regular schedule now. I think it's fair yeah, to say. Yeah, um, so yeah, it's 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 doing okay. It's doing okay. I think we're now in this kind of um, opening up anxiety and knowing what to do right and knowing what how to manage our own uh, our own risks and the other people's well, risks around the spread of the virus and thinking now how soon it's going to be before we get back to well. I'm not going to say normality because I think where we are is a new norm, but uh, yeah, back yeah. to being able to do some of the things that we enjoyed before, such as festivals, concerts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hanging out with friends without worrying about viruses. Um, but I, yeah, that's kind of where I am. Mate. 
in terms of what we're going to talk about today, so I looked back at the last podcast and for anybody who's been a follower of the Empty Spiral podcast for any length of time will know that we review the songs on each of the albums. And then at the end of it, we review each of the albums. But we've not done that with Black Anima. No. How bad are we? Again, more homework sitting in the naughty corner. Uh, so I figured we would reflect on the whole album today, talking about the visual style of the album, the songs on the album, the general themes, how we feel about it, and kind of give an overview of of what we like and what we maybe don't like so much about Black Anima. Yeah. So uh, should we just do that? Yeah. Black Anima, Lacuna Core's ninth studio album, was released in October 2019. Would you believe it feels, kind of reflecting on what you just said there, it feels like a long time ago, but not so long ago at all. It was on October the 11th, I think it was, uh, when it came out. Um, I think it came out pretty much on the same day across the world, but sometimes there's a little bit of a lag either way, isn't there? So. Um, what seems to be normal these days is that you kind of forget the release date because invariably you might get it a day or two beforehand because the Amazon or EMP sends out the album seemingly irrespective of what the what the date was. Uh, and I remember I remember listening to for, for the first time before then. Actually, I was very fortunate to be able to do that. Uh, I mentioned that before, but really being able to sort of invest some time and listen to the album and reflecting on it i did a review about that um about that time uh that reviews on empty spiral in fact i reread it again today to remind myself of what i thought of the album at the time um and since then i think some of my some of my opinions changed about the album but not a lot uh so i I think we'll just sort of go back and forth and give some general thoughts in terms of how often you listen to black anima compared to say previous albums is it one that you listen to a lot or is it one that you not so much? Where where would you say it sort of sits in terms of the in the times you listen to it, Mike? Um, for me, I would say it's mixed and it, that depends on my mood, I would I would say. Sometimes I don't listen to old, old Coma and before for a long time. Mm. But like, I think this is one of those like delirium that I, I tend to listen to a lot more based on what's in the album I, I just think that it's such a good record that it's hard not to listen to it often yeah yeah I'm I'm kind of with you in that respect and I guess it's a bit of a spoiler for how we generally feel about the album um but when I think back of how I am perhaps how often I listen to say Dark Adrenaline or Broken Crown Halo mm. I think I listen to Delirium and Black Anima more than I listen to them, even when yeah. they were new. I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Um, and I think that's a reflection of the quality of the sound on the album. Now, of course, it, it could easily be biased because it's the newest album, so therefore you're mm-hmm. inclined to listen to it more often. But I think, if, given that it's not new anymore, I think I'm kind of entitled to say that I do feel like I listen to Black Anima more than others. 
What were your first thoughts when the album came out in terms of its visual style? What did you think of the the B and the A, the kind of almost runic letters, and then you've got the 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 logo with the kind of the the seal and the red and the, the you know the whole the whole thing. How did you feel about that kind of vibe? Well, they drip fed it, didn't they? I seem to remember. I did, yes. Was it days before or a few weeks before, or maybe a couple of days before they started with the lettering, didn't they? As kind of a teaser. Yeah, and, we got the B and the A, didn't we, on yeah. black backgrounds and stuff like Which, that. At the back of my mind, I was going to comment online to think it's black something, but yeah. didn't, because I thought that it's either going to be black soul or, or black something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that led into it a couple of days later or whenever it was. I think visually it's very different from what we are experienced with in the norm, I would say, that it's, right. I don't know, it's hard to describe, but obviously the shield design on the front is what stands out for me. I think that's mm -hmm. stunning as an artwork. And the rest of it, that all links together in the overall theme of the album, I think works very well. Yeah, I think it's got a very strong artistic style yeah which yeah. is co internally coherent which i think is really important and you know to be fair look on a call they've not failed to do that on any album really even no. you know when you look back and you look at dark, uh, dark adrenaline um you look at dark adrenaline you look at broken crown halo you look at delirium you look at shallow life they've all got a distinct style so they've always invested time yeah. in ensuring that there is an internally consistent style within each album even if it's not consistent across all albums you know they're not there is no singular lacuna core font we've had the we had the logo which hasn't changed for to be fair a very long time but some yeah. of us still, <laughs> still remember the old logo but certainly the lacuna core logo is always there somewhere in in the um in the mix and i and of course we talked about this i don't know if it was in the last podcast but certainly quite recently in terms of what episodes we've um, recorded we talk about their their kind of stage presence and their their visual style and you know that sort of thing and mm. and of course what we're seeing now is whereas during the delirium we started to see more painted faces now of course we're getting the painted faces in the album right you know it's, yeah yeah so you know, you've got Marco. He obviously likes his clown type makeup. You know, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so we see that quite a lot. And we're now seeing it visually in the album. Um, Didi's got the kind of the half skull. Andrea's painting under his chin to kind of create a almost a sense of detachment between his chin and his body. It just seems like a float. Sorry, his head and his body. It's like a floated yeah. head. <laughs> um, Christina's. You know, she's got the three. I always call them the Wolverine scars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Richard, who obviously essentially introduced through um, Black Anima, has got a quite distinctive, almost pumpkin head type look about his makeup as well. And I, it's something certainly something they've embraced and they follow through for the entire aesthetic of the album. Um, one thing that you said that, that was, I think, I don't know if you said it was unexpected but different, was the logo. And I, I kind of think it is different, but at the same time. It kind of embraces that, days yeah. of coma lies and unleashed yeah. memories. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look um, look at those albums, um, they had they had, and even the EPs when they redid the EPs, we had the kind of the sunflower with the different colours, right? 
So over the course of three albums, we got the sunflower, we comalize, we got the the sun shape, the distinctive sun shape with unleashed memories, and then when they re-released the EPs as a single package, we got the the red version of a kind of a stripped down um, comalize kind of thing. Yeah. And I know I've said this before, both online and perhaps in the podcast. I I, I kind of wish that Lacuna Coil had kept that aesthetic all the way through their albums. Mm. You know, I, I long term, yeah, yeah. Just whether it was the face in in Karma Code or the, the crystal grenade in in Shadow Life to have encapsulated that in a a central kind of circle in the middle of the album cover. Yeah, I think that yeah. would have created an internal consistency. Yeah. So it was, I guess, where I'm going with this is it's really nice to see them return, whether they realise it or not, to a kind of a, a circular central image on their albums. I think that's what also links the it links the modern day version of Lacuna Call to the past directly in full mm. circle as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and in, indeed, I mean, what versions of the album did you get? Because of course, we live in a world now certainly when it comes to Central Media and Lacuna Call world, you can expect <laughs> at least a couple of different versions of the album and you know that's even before we start talking about the number of vinyls that they might be pressed. So what did yeah, you get? Yeah. I I got the special edition uh, tarot card set. Yeah, and I actually bought a spare copy. I don't know why I bought a spare copy, but it's all right. Uh, I bought one too, mate. It's just called being a fanatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Is that I, one of anybody listening to the podcast? Hook me up, or, or I'll hook you up one if you if you reach out. Oh, oh no, it'll stay stay stay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Mine's, yeah, I've got a sealed and an unsealed one. Yeah, I can't remember remember the other versions. Was there? I know there's a vinyl, obviously. I don't think I have that. I'll have to check. Yeah, what, what else was there? Was there a digi pack? Uh, there, there wasn't a digi pack, but there was a standard kind of you know plastic. Yeah, uh, CD case. Yeah, that yeah. was the regular version. So. <laughs> That was the one with eleven tracks on it that ended in black anima. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the, as was the vinyl. So the vinyl I've got in front of me here is one that it's it's the red vinyl, mm-hmm. um, which I really like. I, I like the color. I, I wish that the red vinyl was like the darker red, the yeah. dark adrenaline. Sorry, I keep saying dark adrenaline. The black <laughs> anima um, cover is you know that sort of red and yeah. black. If it had been that, it'd been awesome. But it's still a really a nice nice thick vinyl. So I have that. I think there's a black one somewhere. Um, I've got it in my house, uh, whatever, can't find it. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you how many versions like were fanatics, completists, whatever you want to call it, but we usually, mm. barring all the coloured vinyl, I haven't done that since Delirium, I will go for probably one special edition colour and the regular. I yeah. won't go wild and buy everything, because like you've already said prior to recording today, it's it's a space issue, isn't it? But, yeah. You buy ten versions of coloured plastic. It's where do you keep putting where it? Where do you keep putting the damn things? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that, that's that's the challenge, isn't it? Where do yeah, you keep putting yeah. them? Um, I quite like the the special edition one. So the special edition one was interesting because you say we call it the tarot card edition. It came mm. with fourteen um, tarot cards in it, which were I think thematically linked to each of the songs. Yeah, I don't yeah. know whether that was intentional done beforehand or they subsequently linked it. I've got them in my hands right now and I'm kind of flicking through them. I kind of wish they created a full tarot card set, mm-hmm. you know, with the sort of the major and minor suits and all of that kind of stuff so that someone 
who you know um, read tarot cards can actually say, "I've got a lacuna core set of tarot cards." Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's interesting. I know that some people have uh, put them up on walls and stuff, and put them in frames, etc., etc., etc. I've never really known what to do with them. I've got them in front of me now, oh, and I think yeah. this is probably about the third time I've taken them out and looked at them. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're, they're an interesting artifact, I guess it's fair to say. Well, no, nice addition to um, anyone's collection if you got it, because it's, as you say, it's something unique mm. that I, I wouldn't imagine there's many, if at all, any bands that have done something similar. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, now, this the, the tarot card version, which came out in this kind of book format, and I think you know that's clearly intentional because they've said mm. before that the there's a lot of they, they wanted to do the songs on the Amber themed around the idea of your your black soul and and the book, you know, and you see that through the uh, imagery. And there's a couple of promo shots for the album where they're carrying a book, right? And yeah. if you listen to um, a previous interview with Marco, I'm not going to spoil it, but you can find out what that book's all about and mm-hmm. what was actually used. It's quite a funny story there. Uh but yeah, so there's, there's, the theme is definitely around this book, and you've got this, and you could put it on your bookshelf, and people yeah, yeah. kind of think it was a book, right? Because it does not look like a, a case for CDs at all. So you could hide your copy of Black Anima amongst your book collection if you mm-hmm. wanted to. But it's also notable that it included the three bonus tracks on the second yeah. CD, in fact, which I always thought was really interesting that they had this extra bonus CD. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that's because of keeping down production costs, right? You can just print lots and lots of the same CD and yeah, they can go yeah. into the the vinyl, they can go into the, the, the CD case and then they can go into the special edition. Um, although when I, I say that, they still must have printed something different because, of course, this one actually has CD1 on it. Right. Uh, uh, but I'm assuming the content is the same. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've ever played this particular CD. I've yeah. certainly played the CD that comes with the vinyl and the one that comes in the, the CD case, but I've not played this one. And then you've got the second one, a whole CD, which has got three songs on it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there you go. That's a, it's a bit hard, doesn't it? But, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it works, I guess. Um, I can yeah, understand yeah. why they've done it. So, yeah, that's that's the other thing worth noting. And I don't know how many bands do this because I don't buy that many vinyls, but the... Um, Whenever they release the vinyl of the album, they always release a CD. It always comes with a CD version on it, doesn't it? Yeah. Which, so yeah. yeah, go on, you're saying. I was just going to say, I wonder if, does, do they get counted anywhere? I wonder if that, obviously, with sales, does it get counted in the figures anywhere differently? Yeah, that's a good question. Because if you, if you say you sell 10,000 vinyl, you've then got another 10,000 uh, CD sales to add to it. I guess. I don't know how it works. I don't know well, what don't. that would be. No, um, but there must be a reason, mustn't there? Because it it's a nice little unique thing that they've done. I really like it. Okay, yeah. I, I, so I don't collect that many um, albums, vinyl albums from other bands. Mm. I don't know how many other bands do it, but certainly they've done it for as well. Certainly as long back as they did it for Karma Code. Pretty sure they did it for Shallow Life and onwards. Um, yeah, yeah. But they. The funny thing is, it just means that I've got so many CDs of them now. Because every time, you know, every time you get another colour of the album, you're probably going to get another yeah. CD. Oh, yeah, so, so you start using them as coasters. Yeah, uh, yeah. that sounds terrible. Man. There's so many copies of the album, uh, but that's great, absolutely great. I've, obviously, I also got the 
the iTunes version. Um, mm. uh, that I, I think I bought that one pretty much on day one anyway. And again, that's just that's as much about supporting. supporting Is that regular, or does it come with a bonus tracks with it? That's a really good question. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think, I think it came with the bonus tracks. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of bonus tracks, of course, there was also the Amazon exclusive bad things yeah. bonus track which came out um was it come out at the end of that month it came out not long after the album came out for halloween didn't it so yeah it's a few weeks about three but weeks it, but it doesn't appear on as to my knowledge it doesn't appear on any physical edition of the album you only were able right. to get it through the amazon website yeah. um and in actual fact i think it's fair to say that it was only when they did live um live from the apocalypse and actually sang it it's the first yeah, time I actually yeah. hear the, heard the band sing it, which I thought came across really well as a as a live song. But we'll we'll talk about Life from the Apocalypse at some other stage. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of the, what the album looks like. Uh, I really like the outfits and the the visual style of how the band look in the album. I really like the the white on black kind of garb that they wear the, the boiler suits yeah. i really like the makeup there is just this really good internal consistency there which really i find quite striking and in line with the the album itself so that's that's it as a physical product and i'm sure the vast majority of people who listen to this have already got a copy of black Anna, but there's nothing new in what we've said they probably you probably not learn anything new at all but when I reflect on it, I think, yeah, this is a, a as a product, this is really consistent. It's visually very attractive. I like the black and the red and the silver color themes, which is yeah. consistent throughout. I really like the album as a physical product. Uh, and of course, it's all worth noting that there's probably quite a lot of I won't necessarily say unique, but they've done quite a lot with merchandise on the album. I mean, we last year, we last year, I should say, we saw the Black Anima puzzle. I did not see that coming. I have to say, no, a jigsaw no. puzzle, a Black Anima. Um, I bought that from the US store because I had to own it, um, but. <laughs> I can't remember how much I paid for shipping and taxes and stuff. Probably more than the jigsaw. I think it probably was more than the yeah. jigsaw. When you're doing things like that, I think the, all you should do is just close your eyes and spend the money and, and worry and just think to yourself, in a year's time, I will have forgotten yeah, yeah. what I spent, but I'll have it. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, I got it, and then about three months later, it was in the European store. I'm not, to be honest with you, Mike, I'm not even sure I could have saved money. <laughs> Again, well, that's the thing, isn't it, that unfortunately with the dreaded Brexit situation that we are being rinsed with postage and fees and everything else thrown in. So it, as you say, it swings and roundabouts, shut your eyes, do the clicks. And when it arrives, you've spent the money. So yeah, don't worry. The money. as long as you yeah. still put food on the table, then if everything's yeah. fine, that's the way I see it. Beans on toast for a week. Beans on toast for a week, but at least you've got a black animal jigsaw. Yeah. Puzzle. Yeah. And I actually did the jigsaw puzzle. I've not done a jigsaw puzzle for many years I, I probably did jigsaw puzzle when my kids were really really young but i soon persuaded them to do something different i'm not really a jigsaw puzzle kind of guy but it took me a it took me quite a long time i have to say mm-hmm. um and if you look at my instagram post you you know i posted some stuff on instagram and 
it was actually it was a challenging jigsaw puzzle uh, yeah. for me at least for someone who's not a an expert i'm sure the people that do jigsaw puzzles will whack it out in an evening or something but for me i'm and i know the basics you know get the corners get the edges work your way in look for patterns and blah 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 Very hard. Uh, this was challenging especially all the scales in the center because yeah. when you get into the detail there it's really hard to to see what goes where but i finally did it and um someone on empty spiral said to me i hope you're going to frame it and i went Nah, I'd already broken it apart and put it back in the box at that stage. Maybe I should have covered it in some kind of clear acetate or something, you know, yeah. lacquer, and fixed it up. But then I'd have only had to buy another box so that I had the puzzle exactly. still. So More beans on toast. More beans on toast for a couple of weeks. But I like the fact it exists. I do yeah. like the fact it exists. And um, I, I kind of hope they do more. It'd be really good if we could see a whole range of of lacuna called jigsaw puzzles of all of the albums well, that would just, be good yeah M- most other bands big big bands now like your iron maidens metallica slayers they, they've all started doing that with their previous album covers so whether that is the first of something that will tap into yeah the production of that can't be overly expensive i wouldn't have thought i wouldn't have thought i don't know Although I'm, I'm not going to lie, I wouldn't be looking forward to the amount of white space on the Shadow Life album cover. Yeah. I could just be like, <laughs> that might be a bit of a challenge, but I'd certainly like to see more of them. I'd certainly go out of my way to collect them. Um, yeah. And they also look at have this thing about weird numbers of, um, well, just weird numbers, right? We know about 119 uh-huh. and, and uh, 578 and things like that on the, uh, on the Karma Code. Uh, and this is the bizarrest number of pieces because this is a 504 piece jigsaw puzzle. Mm-hmm. 504. I'm like, I, I can understand 500, but, but why 504? There must be another meaning, another another hidden. Oh, yeah, there's another conspiracy in there. Why 504? Exactly. There we go. Anyway, that's the physical product. We've already reviewed the songs, but it's been a, almost a year since we've actually talked about the last songs on this album um, or since we last talked about any of the songs on the album in fact uh-huh. on reflection now and I've not checked what we gave any of the songs when we reviewed no, the class. I've not gone back and looked and that's kind of intentional um, what are your standout songs still on, on Black Animal what, what do you, what's your go-tos I would say mainly Reckless Layers of Time and let me have a look I would say those two initially, possibly. Mm-hmm. Venificium, I would say definitely that would be the top one. Right. Uh, uh, that, that to me is the standout track of everything. Mm-hmm. So, Reckless Layers of Time, Venificium. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Save Me, thinking about it. Save Me. Okay. So, I think for me, my view of the songs on the album has definitely evolved. Uh-huh. Um, I would say that Reckless is a song I don't listen to as much as I used to. Right. That's not to say I don't like it. It's just I, if I look at the, the sort of those two, I feel that Reckless and Layers of Time seem to go together, right? As a, yeah, yeah. As a duo of songs, both in their terms of their placement on the album. Um, the, the the fact that they 
were the sort of two of the three singles that came out prior to the release of the album. Obviously, we had Layers of Time come out in July, and then we had Reckless come out in September of or prior to the album. And then it was, I think, just before the album came out in October, we had Save Me released, right? Mm-hmm. And it was released in the radio. Yeah. But it didn't come out with a video. Oh, it, it might come out with a did it come out with a performance video like a kind of a um, live tour. video later on? Something yeah, like that. It was that, a live it? on tour stuff, yeah. Yeah. But it was definitely uh Reckless and Layers of Time that were the yeah. the the out the, the, the singles. lead singles, weren't yeah. they? Mm-hmm. So I think of the two of them, visually reckless is superb. Yeah. I think they the the horror show, I mean it is a horror. Mm-hmm. Isn't it really? That is yeah, yeah. such a a not a shocking. Depends who you are, I suppose, but it's certainly a very dark video. Um, I prefer the reckless video. I prefer the layers of time song. I think mm-hmm. layers of time is a really really great track. Uh, reckless is really good, but it, it it doesn't reach the kind of crescendo that layers of time does. Yeah. Um. I also am a big, big fan of Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Listen to that one a lot. Um, I think I might have overplayed Venefician. It's such a massive track, isn't it? You know, six minutes, yeah. 11 seconds of awesomeness. It really feels like a three-course meal of a song. Yeah, maybe too much, depending on when you listen to it, I would I would say, possibly. Yeah, yeah it's, it, I, I mean, I think it's a... It's absolutely a standout song, and I, and I actually, I'd go so far. Although it's not my favourite, I go so far. I can separate the two by saying it's not my favourite, but I go so far to say it's one of the best songs that Lacuna Coil have ever produced. Yeah, I, I'm in that camp totally. That I think that it's a full mix of the the now and the previous, and linking it all together. It's almost. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's almost like something off Comalize, but you get that vibe of Comalize and before and the full mix backwards and forwards yeah. and with the length of it as well. Of It's, it's got time to breathe, isn't it? It's, it's got yeah, to, yeah. It feels like an epic song. Yeah. Uh, and I think it shows the best qualities of Christina's, of Andrea's and of Marco. as yeah. sort of the three core totally. um, elements of Lacuna Core. It gives them each of one of those three space to deliver a masterful performance. So mm. certainly it's a, an amazing track. I also, and I know, I don't think I'm in, I, I don't think I'm amongst many, but I'm a big fan of The End Is All I Can, all I can See. And I know I said this during the um, our interview, our interview, our review of the album, or that particular song, I should say, all those months ago, and I remain absolutely in love with that song i find it's an app it's a it's a, a great palate cleanser after venefician yeah the breathe and breathe after yeah. and i think that's that's how it works so well because it's such a slower pace after the breakneck speed of everything else that you can it's one of those underlying things that maybe is an undiscovered gem for a lot of people hmm, i think so go back and listen to it more yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to hope that people do give it a second, third, or fourth chance yeah. because I can, I can see why people would almost be dismissive of it because it is that little bit different. Andrea takes the lead vocals on it; mm. um, it's just got a different kind of vibe to it. 
it's like the chill out room that you go to after you come off the dance floor and you lay down for yeah. five minutes and, uh-huh. and and listen to that song. And, and that's maybe why I love it so much. Save Me, I always thought was a great track. I don't think I ever quite liked it as much as you or Russ. I know Russ is a big, big fan of mm-hmm. Save Me. I think he's said before, I'll correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure he will, that it's his favourite song off the album. At least it was at one point in time. Um, but again, it's it's hard to pick a a bad song. I think, what would you say were the songs on this album that for you have become skippable? This is where I would struggle because looking at all of them, I don't really think there are any. Right. Um, let me have a look. No, e- even if you include all the bonus tracks as well, that mm. we'll probably come on to in a minute, mm. but they're the same. I can un- I can understand why the bonus tracks, but at the same time, it, it must just be that they ran out of room for what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. It's, I think as an album, there isn't anything that's below a, a, a solid eight, eight and a half, nine right. even. Mm-hmm. Now that now that I've come back to it after all these months, that really? the you reflect on it, I, I don't wow. know whether it's all the same. I don't, I don't feel the same as you. I mean, I do think it's up there as one of the best albums I've ever yeah. done. So mm-hmm. I think it's internally consistent. I keep saying that a lot, but it's quite important to me when I think about these kind of packages. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, it is the most mature album they've ever released. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying that because they're at their most mature when they release it. I really do generally believe it's a, it encapsulates 20 years of Lacuna Coil perfectly for me. You know, it's, yeah. it's it's got that in there. I think it's it still remains heavier than the stuff they they've done before. There's some lighter things in there, or some perhaps more gothic or darker things, slower things, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but it actually, I can't really say heavy because when I talk about heavy, Marco has a very different view about what a heavy song is from what I have. Yeah. So I always feel like oh, that's a heavy song. It goes, no, it's not. All right then. Uh, okay. Sure. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I think in terms of skippable tracks like you, there aren't really skippable tracks for me. But if I had to pick those that I listen to less often, it would probably be Now or Never, Under the Surface, and maybe Through the Flames, the last one, the last bonus songs. Talking about the bonus songs for a moment. Actually, no, I think not Through the Flames. I think uh, Black Tried Up Heart, I take it back. I was getting my song order confused. I think the last one, Black Tried Up Heart, I think is the... Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I I still think it's an absolute crime that Black Feathers is a bonus track. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I can't get my head around that. Criminal. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's a crime. Look at it. What are you doing? It's, (laughs) uh, It's a stunning, stunning song. Um, with great performances all round, it's different from the other songs. So there's no way you could say it just gets absorbed. It sounds too much like the under the other ones, or it's not. It's got some, in my opinion, some of the best lyrics they've done for a long time. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it just deserves to be heard. And casual listeners of Lacuna Coil, that is to say, the person that will go into a record store and pick up the CD. And, and probably spend the rest of their music listening life oblivious to the idea that there's a bonus version of the album with three yeah. extra tracks won't get a chance to listen to this. 
No. Unless they, of course, start listening to it on Spotify and they notice that there's a bonus tracks version or whatever. You know, so yeah, that's 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 just a crime. Well, a crime. You needed a video as well. Can you imagine the possibilities of that? If there's so many tracks, I think, on that album that lend themselves to having a video, but that oh, yeah. uh, that black feathers. I mean, you could do so many different things with it. Yeah, yeah. And, we, we we will never see that. <laughs> no, we'll never see that. I mean, maybe one day, one of the creative people in the Coiler communities can put together their own video for it. Yeah. And I, might, I might be tempted to when I break out my video editing software again. I'd yeah. love to see a, a video for Venefitium. Can you imagine? Oh yeah, that'd be like, you know, that'd be, that would be amazing. So, I again not done my homework. I've not gone back and looked at what the scores we gave each of the songs, mm. but. A year and a half later, more than a year and a half later, what would your kind of overall rating be for Black Anima, the album? Yeah, regular or with, with the three bonus? With right. the few, we'll call it with the three bonus tracks, okay. the, the complete yeah. package. Okay, complete. I would say now that have revisited, I would say a 9.5 based on that there are, like the three that you mentioned, there are a few tracks that you would possibly score a bit lower. But overall, as we've mentioned, them over 20 years and everything that's been poured into this album, I, I don't think I could go lower than mm. nine and a half. Yeah, I am I mean, it's obviously with a couple of fanboys gushing over an album, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> be under an illusion here. If you're looking for a completely unbiased view of an album yeah. by Lacuna Call, don't come to the Empty Spiral podcast for one. No, no. Because <laughs> we are fanboys. So let's just set that tone right there, folks. This yeah. is not what this is about. Um, having said that, I'd like to think I can be quite ob- objective about these things. Yeah. And I think when I compare it to the last couple of albums. I think Delirium was very, very strong throughout. I think Broken Crown Halo had some really strong tracks, but wasn't as strong. Uh, And I'll say the same thing for um, Dark Adrenaline. Obviously, Shadow Life is a very different beast. And then how far back do you want me to go? You know, (laughs) I'm now a decade back before I was comparing it. So I think in terms of strength of album, Black Anima and, and Delirium are both really top-notch. Um, I said it in my written review at the time, I think that Black Anima builds on Delirium strongly. I think the fact that Marco produced this, is show, you know, he's, he comes across well. You, you definitely get his vibe. You know, if, yeah. if you like the way that he produces music, then you'll clearly see that here. I think that there is a really good balance in the vocals. And we've seen this balance come about over the last couple of albums. Um, you know, we've seen Andrea return to more a good combination of clean vocals and growl vocals. And I think that's given him extra dimension that we haven't seen for a few albums. We've seen Christina explore the range of her voice in ways that I wasn't expecting her to, whether it's that kind of, childlike is that really her from anima nera and you're like is that really christina because it sounds like it could be a child kind of singing along all the way through to the almost operatic kind of vocals that we hear on vinificium so i 
no album is perfect, so I'm not going to give it a 10 out of 10. Mm. But I don't think there's a better album in their back catalogue. Now, again, I want to make it really clear. I'm not talking about my favourite album. I'm talking about a better album. As a package, I think Black Anima is the best thing they've ever produced. All right. My favourite album is Unleashed Memories, but that's a very personal thing, and that's actually kind of irrelevant for this conversation. I think that if you were to start your journey into Lacuna Coil's music at Black Anima, you would be in a really strong place. And and then you'd kind of be wondering what was happening as you went further back in time, because can you imagine listening to Black Anima as the first album you listened to, then going Delirium, Breakdown, Halo. (laughs) And then you're like, where the hell am I? What is going on here? And In the same way that the Kunikor fans over the last 20 years have have had to come to terms with the fact that the band don't make the same album over and over again. Um, Well, that's what keeps it so fresh, I think, that you could look at. We've talked about it many times where you've got the old era, then almost like a middle era bit, I would say, from from after Coma Lies finished and then going Karma Code onwards. And then you've got this newer era, I think, from Delirium yeah, yeah. onwards. So it's almost in three stages. But this, as you say, production-wise, is so big, it kind of links everything together mm, yeah. in an indirect way. Yeah, I, I also think this is a an album that non-Lucuna Core fans will get as well. Yeah, massively. And and that's important, obviously, bringing new people into their music. Uh, it's also important for those people perhaps being encouraged to return to their music because, obviously, over the years, they've gained new fans and lost fans that have not liked the direction their music has taken. Mm. I said it on the podcast before, but I'll never forget the review of I think it was Shallow Life when they went really embraced kind of more rock roots within their music, more kind of not easy listening, but you know what I mean? More accessible rock music. And um, I think it was Metal Hammer who said, you know, goodbye, Lacuna Coil kind of thing in the nicest possible way. And then it was a few albums later that they said, welcome back kind of thing. So, you know, it's important that we do recognize that this is definitely a heavy metal album, right? Uh, and and I'm really excited to find out what they're going to be doing next and how they're going to evolve this sound. I can't begin to imagine that if it's going to be the build-up, like you say, it's almost layered, that you've got delirium that then goes and evolves into this. Mm-hmm. And this is, I can see that it's heavy, but as we've both spoken to Marco, and he says, well, it's not that heavy. I want it heavier. I don't think they'll go like really ridiculously heavy, but, but they might knock it up a bit more or yeah. they could do something completely random. I don't think they will do the random. I think they'll, they'll carry on with this, but go up another gear. Yeah. And yeah, I guess it's only, it's only so heavy you can make the music. You need the voices yeah. to accommodate. Yeah. You need the voices to complement the music, right? You mm-hmm. know, so... Yeah, I'll be interested to see how far they take it. So, so I guess in summary, I'm with you. This is like a nine and a half out of ten. I think this is the best mm. album they have created so far in terms yeah. of consistency of style, just the sheer quality and the number of tracks throughout. You know, it's hardly any that I would describe as skippable. Mm. And 
yeah, it's a, it's it's a great package. And mm-hmm. again, I, it's not like we're trying to sell it to you because if you listen to this, you probably already got at least one copy of it already. So, or, or four or five, yeah. or four or five different color albums. Anyway, that's Black Anima. Um, done. We're a bit late. I get the I get a feeling that the vast majority of the internet has already formed an opinion about Black Anima by the time we've actually come out with our review of it. But let's say this is more of a reflection. Um, refresher. A refresher. Yeah, yeah. that's fair to say. Right, I think that brings us to a close this week on the Resurrected Empty Spiral Podcast. <laughs> we've been promising ourselves we'll get together and have a chat for so long. I'm just glad yeah. we've had a chance to do it, mate. To be yeah, honest it's great, great to be back and we, we can continue this journey as we always have done over the years. And Absolutely. Absolutely. Great Maybe we should be picking apart um, Life from the Apocalypse. Yeah. Let's do that, shall we? Given yeah. that it's a whole live album, it's the first time we would have heard live some of those songs um, from um, Black Anima as well as uh, as well as um, Bad Things. Sorry, I forgot the name of the song there. It was terrible on me. Uh, as well as Bad Things. And of course, it was a unique environment for them. One that I know they struggled with because essentially having to play a live set in front of well, nobody, an empty room, as it were, yeah. is, is not easy for any band that is that thrives on the energy they get back from the crowd. So so I'm, I'm sure there's a lot for us to discuss there. But anyway, that's for another time, hopefully not too far in the distant future. So I say we're at a close. Uh, if you want to know more about the Empty Spiral podcast or even the, the, the Lacuna Core community, you can find us over at www.emptyspiral.net. We also have various social media presences. I'm not going to spell out of them, spell them out, I should say, but you'll find the links to them on the front page of, of Empty Spiral. So that's both um, Facebook uh, and Twitter. Do check us out there. Send us a message right on our wall, whatever you want. We will respond. And it's great to hear from fellow coilers across the world. If you want to be on the podcast, uh, go back through our back catalogue and you'll see that we have interviewed various people across the global stage that is the Lacuna Core family um, over the years. And we would welcome anyone join us. Tell us about how you became a fan, what your favourite songs are, all of those things, and inevitably what it means to be a Lacuna Core fan to you. So we want to hear from you. Um, I'm also hoping that um, we'll be able to uh, press scan Russ and get him along for the next one. And I'm sure we'll get his reflections on the Black Anima album, as well as um, what comes next in our own journey. So that'd be great. Anyway, I've done enough talking. Mike, any final messages for people listening to the podcast? No, just uh, thank you, as as always, for, for this that we've been doing for so many years. And it's uh, it's great to be back doing this. Um, it's been looking forward to it and getting back into the swing of it. So as, as you've mentioned, anyone else wants to join us, feel free. And we're always here to hopefully do more recordings. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. And we'll speak to you all very, very soon. Take care. Cheers, everyone.